Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. We are on Hosea 2. I just recorded a 15 to 16 minute, um, let me see how long it is, oh, it's not showing me, recording on the explanation of this Bible study of the Minor Prophets. So please go and listen to that. It's between Hosea 1 and Hosea 2. We are on Hosea 2. I will refer to it at the beginning of every recording so that I don't have to say it every time. You know, that could get that could get really tedious and you don't want to hear that every time. So Hosea 2. Now I'm not using the American King James, King James like I was in the first one. I have just decided to take out the these, the thous, and the thys, so that it's <clears throat> understandable. Okay, with my King James app on my phone, Hosea 2, I am going to open that up and open up the Strong's Concordance part of it. Okay, this chapter is a little lengthy, 23 verses, so I'm not going to, like, really dig and um, lose half of you out of boredom. Um, but let's just look at what it is saying, emphasizing the words that were actually given to write this prophecy. All right, so this is what Hosea recorded. Hosea 2 Say unto your brethren, Ami, and to your sisters, Ruhama, plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms out of her sight, and her adulteries from between her breasts. Okay, I have to stop right there. Um, when you look at the King James app, with Strong's, you see that it actually does not say, she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. What it says is plead, mother, plead, wife, husband. Okay, so I don't know why they put that there. Um, possibly, because when you click on wife, it doesn't say not my wife. It just talks about a wife. So clearly these are his. This this is, he, he took their mother as a wife. Okay, I don't want to split hairs. I'm just saying, this is how we study this for ourselves. Verse three, lest I strip her naked and set her as in the day that she was born and make her a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. I will not have mercy upon her children, for they are the children of whoredoms. Okay, the Strong's does not say, I will not. Um, I believe, you know, in other places in the Bible, God says, I will not hold the sins of the father against the children. So I don't know, but he's talking about mercy upon the children. Um, these are children of whoredoms. Um, I don't know. For their mother has played the harlot. She that conceived them has done shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax. 
my oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them. And she shall seek them, but shall not find them. So now again, the, those negative words not are not in verse 7 in the, in the Strong's, which means that, that those words were actually, you know, they're writing this to make it, to make it readable. Let's look at, at seven. She shall follow her lovers. It actually doesn't say anything for about not. It says she will overtake them. She will reach them. Um, and shall seek them and find them. She shall say, then she shall change her mind apparently and say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then was it better with me than now. So she must have found them because then she's like, it was better with my husband. So I'm going to go back. And here it's kind of contradictory because she's saying that he is my husband. You know, so verse 2 says, she's not my wife, neither am I her husband. They are husband and wife. Verse 8, for she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore will I return and take away my corn in the time thereof, and my wine in the season thereof, and will recover my wool and my flax given to cover her nakedness. So it's like the Lord is saying, I'm going to take away, I'm going to take away what I gave her. And now will I discover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and none shall deliver her out of my hand. And I will cause all her mirth to cease. Sorry, my phone is acting up. I'm trying to get to my app. I will cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and all her solemn feasts. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, whereof she has said, These are my rewards that my lovers have given me. And I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. And I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them, and she decked herself with her earrings and her jewels. And she went after her lovers, and forgot me, says the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, and bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfortably unto her. Okay, now I am reading the King James, but remember I, I said forget. I changed it to forgot. Um, there is a translation out there, the American King James, um, that is public domain, that they have done the same things. The Easy Reader, the NIV, literally all of them, they, they don't leave forget in there. So I'm not doing anything, you know, sinful. Verse 15, and I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. So you can go to verse 15 and what does Achor mean? Why does he bring up the valley of Achor? Achor means troubled. So he's giving her the valley of troubled for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the days when she came up in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. 
So the Lord is saying, I'm first I'm going to punish her because she went after all of these lovers. Now he this is a parable. This is a comparison to his own people, Israel. You know, he tells Hosea to marry a, a adulterous woman, but he's comparing her. And I can't think of the word. What's that word? Uh, but he's comparing her to his people, Israel. You know, people might be thinking, what in the world is he talking about? We don't care about Hosea's wife. The Lord is preparing or, or comparing his people and us in the world today to his, to an adulterous wife. He's looking for the bride of Christ, but he's, what he's finding is adulterous women. But then he said he's going to visit her because of her incense and how she went after lovers, idolatry. And then he's saying, I will take her out to the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. Now you can look at comfortably. He says, I will speak to her heart. I will care for her. I, she's broken and I will care for her and fix her heart. And he says, and then I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of troubled for a door of hope. She was in the troubled valley and he's going to give her, us, a door of hope if we've been idolatrous and have walked away from him. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Egypt, of course, being the land of idolatry. And it shall be at that day, says the Lord, that you shall call me Ishi. Let's look at 16. What is Ishi? Uh, extant, a man, often as an adjunct to a more definite term. Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe they don't know. Uh, Ishi just means man. Um, you shall call me Ishi, and shall call me no more Bailey, my master. I don't know. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth. Now we know what Balaam is. That is a Phoenician deity. It was a god that they were worshiping. And shall be no remembered by their name. And they shall no more be remembered by their name. Now that could go with verse 18. It says that she will remember my name. We don't know. It was just remembered in name. In that day will I make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven and the creeping things of the ground. And it will break, <clears throat> I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and will make them to lie down safely. And I will betroth you unto me forever. Yes, I will betroth you unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. Now note the word judgment is tossed in there along with righteousness, loving kindness and mercies. For us to be broken and brought back like a little lamb's leg that has run, run amok and gone astray, judgment also has to be part of the equation. I will even betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. This is what he would do to a true wife, a true beloved bride that he has brought back and and 
she has learned to get rid of her adulterous ways. And it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear, says the Lord. I will hear the heavens and they shall hear the earth. What we have is it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear, says the Lord, hear heavens, hear the earth. So it's not so much the heavens will hear the earth, the Lord will hear the earth. And the heavens may hear the earth, I don't know. And the earth will hear the corn and the wine and the oil and they shall hear Jezreel. Okay, there's a lot of hears going on. Here is 60-30 used continuously. Heed, pay attention and respond to. And I will sow her unto me in the earth. Notice there's a lot of uh, husbandry going on, a lot of um, sowing and reaping. And I will have mercy on her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were, which was an added for clarity, phrase not my people you are my people and they will say you are my god so this is when he brings his adulterous people back now if hosea had gone in and i'm this part i'm just surmising if hosea had gone in and said to people you know you're adulterous and god's gonna punish you and you know if, if he just said all that I don't think he would have made it to the 14th sentence and he would have been bludgeoned. They're probably all just looking at him like a dog with their head cocked to the side. Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, he's in, and possibly this did happen with his wife and his kids. I mean, it says it did, you know, but, but then, and they're all looking at it like, what is going on with that guy? And he's a prophet and he marries a prostitute? Or, it actually doesn't say a prostitute, but, you know, an adulterous woman. And they're probably like, what is going on? This prophecy is for all of God's people in every age. In every age. So... Um, the next one, verse or uh, chapter Hosea 3 is very short, five little verses. So I, I'm going to do these separately, but I will do that one um, again today and put this out today. Today being Sunday, <clears throat> I, I now have more time on Sundays and you can listen to my introduction between Hosea 1 and Hosea 2 to find out. It's very sad. I can no longer go back to my church. Um, they don't know why, but I doubt they're going to call and ask me. I don't know. Maybe they will. In which case, I will tell them the absolute truth. Um, so there you have it. That's Hosea 2. That's what we get out of studying it. Look and see what Strong's words are in there and what words might have been just added to make it more readable, and you can actually get more out of the story. And I hope you're taking time to study um, deeper using these study aids that we have been so graciously given. So once again, this is Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa, and thank you for joining me.